You're listening to Transforming Insight, the podcast for anyone who has the ambition to transform their insight team and create an insight-driven organization. Your host is James Witcherly, Chief Executive of the Insight Management Academy and the author of the book Transforming Insight, The 42 Secrets of Successful Corporate Insight Teams. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Transforming Insight Podcast. From the market to the money. In episode three, we thought about the purpose of an insight team. And I suggested that the underlying purpose of all insight teams should be to identify value for their organizations and to drive change within them. In this episode, we're going to look at a a model that can help us to identify value and drive change, and a way of thinking that the IMA refers to as mapping from the market to the money. If our organizations are to succeed, they need joined up insights. They don't need isolated facts and figures. They need contextualized observations, new discoveries about how customers think and behave in the market in which we operate. If these discoveries are to have any interest, validity, sense of proportion or importance, they have to be generated in the context of other known truths. Business success relies on joined up insights. In 2004, the IMA published the report that first coined the phrase insight management. It recommended that organisations should first nail the real issue or opportunity to be investigated and then take a joined-up approach to solving that issue. What had been separate functions in the 1990s, like market research, competitor intelligence and customer analysis, would be far more effective if they worked together. The individual disciplines were important to produce robust, accurate inputs, but the ultimate outputs should be joined-up insights to enable our companies to take joined-up decisions. So, does your company create joined-up insights? 17 years after the Insight Forums began, it's time to ask how many organisations consistently produce joined-up insights? In its daily conversations with corporate insight leaders in the UK, North America, Europe and Asia, the IMA usually hears one of three stories. Number one, market research and analytics are sitting in different business silos, with corporate decision makers forced to choose which department they go to for advice. Number two, market research and analytics are in the same business unit, but are working on separate sets of projects with different mindsets, approaches and contexts to their work. Number three, market research leaders are taking on some responsibility for analysts, or even more common, analytics departments are taking over some market research teams, but neither really knows how to get the best out of the other. In each case, the generation of new insights and the input to corporate decision making usually remains fragmented. So how can we insight leaders change our thinking and our colleagues' working patterns to create the joined-up insights necessary for better business decisions. The answer is to reframe our approach to insight activity. We should move away from a focus on functional disciplines like market research, customer analytics and competitor intelligence, and instead see each as inputs to the creation of a holistic story. A story about how consumers in our market become customers of our organisation and create value for it. To do this consistently, we should adopt a causal model into which we can add every new piece of knowledge. The IMA calls this the Made in Insight model. MADE, M-A-D-E, is an acronym. M 
is for metrics. That's the business outcomes our organisation aspires to achieve. If the purpose of insight is to drive better decisions and improve our company's performance, then it's no surprise that a major requirement of all insight projects is that they include a focus on the metrics we're trying to move in our organisation. The IMA embeds this focus in its overall approach to generating new insights, recognising that the place that most projects go wrong is right at the start, when too many researchers and analysts react to a request for information without taking the time to nail the underlying business issue. We'll look at that more closely in episode 8 of the Transforming Insight podcast. However, a focus on business outcomes doesn't stop when we have nailed the underlying problem at the start of the project. At every step of the subsequent investigation, we need to use those business metrics as a key reference point. The best pieces of insight focus on financial outcomes, and they use commercial language to describe their observations and recommendations. So, although M originally stood for metrics, you might also want to think of M standing for money in your company. If M is for money or metrics, A is for activity. That's the customer behaviour that directly affects those business outcomes. One step along the line from metrics and money is activity. In other words, the customer behaviour that has or could have a direct impact on those metrics. We are starting to move into territory that is more familiar to insight teams. They like to explore this because the work looks outward to customers rather than inward to our own business performance. Just as with metrics, it's perfectly possible to carry out an interesting analysis on data that relates purely to activity. But the critical thing is to focus on understanding customer behaviour that directly links to those business outcomes. D is for decisions. Those are the consumer choices that really drive customer behaviour. We've now moved to the third part of our maiden insight model. The decision category is at the very heart of traditional insight work and the focus for most market researchers in particular. It encompasses questions such as, why do customers shop with us? How would consumers in our market respond if we launched a new product? And what underlying need or aspiration really drives consumer behaviour? Finally, E is for environment. That's the market context that frames those choices. The final category of the Maiden Insight model is not just a focus on sustainability, although that will certainly become one of the key aspects for many of us to consider in our work. It's really the whole market environment in which consumers live and make choices that we're interested in. And the trends that take place, sometimes quickly, sometimes so slowly, they are almost imperceptible. Environment is not about individuals, it's about the whole market and the factors that shape the decisions made by segments, generations or populations. Insight teams tend to focus too narrowly on one type of data or methodology, drilling into detail on customer activity, for example, or the consumer decisions associated with a particular issue. Too often we do not take the full breadth of the issue into account. An insight project that does not consider decisions and environment, well, that's not going to be anchored in the real world in which consumers live. However, we will not identify value or drive change if our findings and recommendations do not revolve around customer activity and those financial outcome metrics. So here's an interesting question. Is it MADE, M-A-D-E, 
or EDAM, E-D-A-M, where should we start? We can actually start at either end, depending on the nature of the business issue we're looking at. Analytical investigations into trading performance, for example, will start with the metrics and the money, whereas new product development research might well start with the environment and interesting consumer trends. But the key thing is that all projects must map right from the market to the money. The third secret of successful insight teams is that they map every business issue from the market to the money. If you'd like to explore this topic further, you might like to read the IMA's Insight Leader Guide, IMP 102, How to Create Joined Up Insight. You're listening to the Transforming Insight podcast, published by the Insight Management Academy, the world's leading authority on transforming corporate insight teams. I developed the model that we have subsequently labelled Made in Insight many years ago when I was Director of Customer Insight and Analysis at Barclays. I used to represent my organisation at the IMA's Insight Forums, but just as so many corporate insight leaders do today, there was much that I still had to learn. At one of the early forums, the IMA's co-founder, Steve Wills, told us that a key problem for insight teams was that we behaved like engineers without a blueprint. If you think about an engineer, maybe a heating engineer, for example, or a mechanic working on aircraft, they will always have a blueprint that describes the key components in a system and the way in which those components work together when the machine operates. If you work as a corporate insight manager, an analyst or a market researcher, the machine that you're working on is your organisation. You're researching and analysing the way that consumers in a market interact with your organisation and how that creates or destroys value for it. Many of the business projects we work on are initiated when someone senior identifies that part of our machine is not working as well as it should be. Maybe revenue or sales have fallen. Perhaps market share is not where we would like it to be. Perhaps complaints have been rising. But unlike other engineers, all too often, insight teams investigate these issues without having a clear blueprint in front of them. A blueprint that shows the individual components of our customer market ecosystem and the links between those components. This causes all sorts of problems. For example, we try to analyse customers and research consumers without understanding how our research and analysis findings affect each other. Or we try to analyse customer experience data with no quantified idea of which future customer behaviours a poor customer experience might affect and the extent to which that will drive our commercial performance. So the Made in Insight model was developed to help my insight managers at Barclays appreciate the four broad categories of our ecosystem. The market environment, consumer choices, customer behaviour and financial outcomes and to encourage analysts and researchers to map from the market to the money every time they were engaged in a new piece of work. The Made in Insight model is relevant to every sector, but you might need to change the language if it doesn't resonate in your organisation. For example, if you work in the charity sector, you might be analysing fundraising activity or donations rather than sales or purchases. You might identify various business lines that require their own maiden insight models. For example, in a retail bank, we would want to map from the market to the money separately for money transmission and current account banking to savings and investment, 
to mortgages or insurance, as well as calling out the connections between these different markets and customer behavior and psychology when it comes to cross-product holdings. At the IMA, we use the Maiden Insight model in our workshops on commercial thinking and when we're talking about new insight generation and accumulated knowledge management. It helps us to map what we know and what we don't and to stop thinking about research and analysis in silos rather than understand the connections between the two and the rest of our business. So here's a reminder of five key points that you might like to take away from this podcast. Number one, business success requires joined up insights. So we need to take each issue and map from the market to the money. The IMA uses the Made in Insight model to help us to do this. Number two, M is for metrics, the business outcomes, usually related to money, that our organisation aspires to achieve. Number three, A is for activity, the customer behaviour that directly affects those business outcomes. Four, D is for decisions, the consumer choices that really drive their behaviour. And five, E is for environment, the market context that frames those choices. But what happens if we don't know all the numbers that we would like to about all the aspects captured in our Made in Insight model? Does that mean that we can't build a blueprint for our insight engineers? Don't panic. It's almost inevitable that we won't be able to find every number that we need, but there are ways of dealing with that, as we'll see in episode six of the Transforming Insight podcast. Thank you for listening. Transforming Insight is available on all leading podcast platforms. Subscribe now to get notified when the next episode is released. Check out all the resources in the show notes and sign up to our email list. The Transforming Insight podcast is brought to you by the Insight Management Academy, who reserves the rights to the content. For more information on any of the ideas discussed in the episode, please visit www.insight-management.org.